Live from Chicago, you're listening to Opera Box Score. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to Opera Box Score. I'm your host, George Cedarquist. Wherever you are, however you're listening, thanks for joining us. We are America's talk radio show about opera, period. No one talks with you about opera week in, week out like we do. And what's more, in our show, you get to have your say live on the air. Call us on 847-866-WNUR. That's 847-866-9687. Or you can leave us a message on 224-2189-BOX. Again, 224-2189-269. You get to sound off on our Chalk Talk segment. You get to show off by taking our Opera Pop quiz. And you get to piss people off by handing out letter grades to review a performance you've seen in our Monday Evening Quarterback segment. Tweet us at Opera Box Score. Well, summer is finally here. And that means it's time to get some sunscreen, a cold PBR, and a bag of chips and salsa and head to the nearest summer opera festival. Or something like that. You get the picture. On tonight's show, Giovanna, Tobias, and I preview the best of America's and the world's opera festivals. The locations, the repertoire, the rosters, and everything you else you need to know to tell your glimmer glass from your glindborn. Plus, yours truly has written the questions for an all-new format pop quiz. Oliver Camacho starts his Monday evening quarterback. And at the bottom of the hour, I've got all your opera headlines. Let's do this. We are live. No edits, no filters. Kickoff is next. Keep it locked right here, right now on WNUR 89.3 FM, Evanston, Chicago, and Opera Box Score. Opera class, sports radio crass. This is Opera Box Score with George Cedarquist, Oliver Camacho, and Giovanna Jacques. Chalk Talk on Opera Box Score. Welcome to Opera Box Score. George Cedarquist here. Monday night, you know what time it is. It is time for America's Talk Radio Show about opera. We have got uh, no special guests this week. We have got a regular crew, and it gives me a warm feeling inside. Giovanna Jacques. Hi. It's been such a long time. Where have you been? Um, I had a gig last week. I was singing a jazz standards gig at a, at a very, very nice man's house. This was in Chicago? Yeah, yeah, it was in Chicago. And then I think I was gone a couple weeks before that. Honestly, the past month has been a blur, so I don't remember anything. Oh, yeah, uh, Memorial Day weekend. I was here, but not sober. (laughs) Eh, Okay, moving on. Uh, Tobias Wright, how are you? I'm doing really well. I uh, wasn't mentioned there in the introduction, but I am here. I shaved my back this week. I'm ready to go to the beach and start my uh, summer festivals. (laughs) Don't, Don't you know, dude, you don't shave it? You, What's you, that? If you shave it, it grows back faster. Isn't that the yeah. Seinfeld? The, Let's the wax Kramer? it next time we hang out, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Beautiful. that is true camaraderie. Is that you'll wax Toby's back? That's how we're all day that's every how I day. Know we're in love. But it is it is time to get ready for summer, and uh, there is nothing more opera-y to do in summer than to go to summer opera festivals. Uh, this country has got a ton of them. They're all over Europe. They probably even have them in South America. Hmm. 
Um, who's going to go first and tell us about their favorite American opera festival? I'll go first. Javonda, take it away. <laughs> Toby and I were watching each other's mouths to see who would speak first. Um, I want to talk about Santa Fe. Which, tell me about Santa Fe. Let me let me first put a disclaimer out there. I have never been, which is a sad, sad thing in my life. Okay. But George, I know that you have been. And <laughs> well, I'm glad I've uh, pulled the wool over your eyes on that one. <laughs> I just want to, before we go any further, give a shout out to Andrew Paulson, my roommate from Sarasota, who is singing at Santa Fe right now. He's a beautiful oh, man. Congrats. Great singer. You great. think I've been everywhere, Javana, but it's true. I've never you actually been, been to Santa Fe. George. But I'll tell you Oh, that- wait, you haven't? No, it's true. I swear you've told me about it. No drinking games this year. I would love to go to Santa Fe. Oh, maybe uh, you've told me you want to. I have to written go. to Santa Fe for years to hire me as an assistant director and. They always write back, and they always say the same thing, which is like, we got nothing for you. So, mm. Well, it's, set, it's obviously, we all know Santa Fe is in New Mexico. Uh, the, the amazing thing is this, this incredible adobe theater kind of blends with the mountain scenery in the background, and that really is an incredible, incredible backdrop for a lot of these operas. Um, the, like the opera version of Red Rocks. Yeah, the general director is Charles McKay. Uh, chief conductor is Harry Bickett. Um, and let's talk about this season. So they have a really cool, a really cool season. What what makes Santa Fe special is pretty much the quality of their productions, right? Mm. They don't always take a huge modern take on old classics, but they do always, they do always do a pretty contemporary opera. What are they doing this season. year? They're so their contemporary. contemporary one this season is Vanessa. Yeah, a San- Samuel Barber opera. Uh, before that, yeah, go ahead, George. I was just going to say, look, I mean, first of all, that's not that. It's, it's a, not. It's, it's a the modern most contemporary opera. they have, though. Uh, for this slate, yes, for that's this absolutely slate, true. Yeah, yep. Capriccio is another. Uh, they also have Romeo et Juliette, the Gounod, uh, Don Giovanni, and La Fanchula del West. So a pretty, pretty bel canto-y traditional season this this summer. I was I was two percent disappointed. Um, just yeah. because I, I, I wanted them to do a little little something cooler. But I, I am a sucker for Romeo and Juliet, so I would, if I could, if I had someone, a sugar daddy, who would buy me tickets to wherever I wanted to go, I would go see Romeo and Juliet. Well, it's certainly, Santa Fe really is about this scene. I mean, it's it's got to be the classiest, I think, summer opera festival in the yeah. U.S. As you said, the backdrop is apparently just amazing. And these are huge names as well are, that, yeah. that do these shows. Um, Not to mention they have an incredible apprentice program. Yes. One of the, one of the best in the Exactly. Patricia Reset is yes. singing Minnie in Fanchula del West. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, Richard Jones is directing. Emmanuel Villom is conducting. I mean, these are just... This this roster's gross. Yeah. I mean, it's gross. <laughs> Craig Verm, oh, he's singing. Okay, good buddy of mine. Um, That's pretty incredible. Toby, what would you be looking forward to of this list here? Uh, to see. Uh, of their shows for this season? Yeah. Uh, Fanchula. Yeah. I think, I, you know, I saw that when the Met did the broadcast. I don't know. That must have been five, six years ago. Um, and that kind of, for me, you know, Tosco is one of the first operas that I've seen. I, I would love to see Fanchula in person. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my Puccini, you know. Get my, yeah, get my big, fix in for the summer. Puccini, I really am. Person, yeah. ah, I'm in love with the guy. Well, his music, yeah. not the good man. I, you but. know, I'd like to see Vanessa. I know I was teasing Giovanna about it, but um, it the music is so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the, the famous aria from that is Must the Winter Come So Soon, mm-hmm. also known as the Mezzo-Soprano National Anthem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, James Robinson from Opera Theater of St. Louis is directing that with Leonard Slatkin conducting. Wow, this uh, yeah, this is really this yeah. is really a great lineup. Uh, Toby, how about your summer festival? 
Um, Where are you going to go? <laughs> uh, my summer festival is the, the Marilla Opera Program, and this is closely associated, obviously, with San Francisco Opera. Uh, so it's located in San Francisco. It's a young artist program, um, primarily, you know, and what they say is that it's a training and performance program uh, for young artists. Um, it began in 1954. And you know, the thing about Maryland, San Francisco opera, we talk about the titans of the American opera scene. And I would certainly say that San Francisco is among those. George, you can speak to that having been employed there and I, maybe you can tell me a little bit more about because you have experience with Maryland, do you not well i do just like i said uh, santa fe was kind of the gold standard for the american summer opera festival i would say Maryland is the gold standard for the young mm-hmm. artist program i mean mm-hmm. we've talked about it on the show before there's lots of young artist programs that are so-called pay to sing where singers will pay to do the program Maryland is one of a number along with glimmer glass and wolf trap where obviously they're dealing with a caliber of young artists that the artists are being paid to go there. What really puts, I think, Marilla apart is not just the singers that it takes, it also takes a handful of pianists who coach the singers, and it also takes a stage director. And when I did it in 2013, obviously that's what I was doing. And I have to admit, like, it really changed my career. I mean, it really helped me meet people that were just the next level up it helped me do some great work everybody there was super fun i mean who doesn't want to be in san francisco so it changed your career did it change your opinion on opera and what you what your visions were for shows not really because the aesthetic is generally pretty uh conservative i would say um but i mean you know there the program is not about like changing the phase of opera you know as we've said well, on the a, show it's a breeding ground it's yeah. it's a breeding ground, but it's about it's about cutting your teeth and and working on technique and and pushing yourself as an artist a little bit, but yeah. not necessarily pushing the art form. I mean, I think we really want to leave that to the the so called micro opera companies or the storefront That's opera fair. companies. But you look at Marilla, and just to name a few of the of some singers that have been a part of the Marilla program: Susan Graham, Thomas Hampson, Joyce DiDonato, Sylvia McNair, Natrebko, Rolando Viezon. Debbie Voigt, uh, I mean, just it goes on and on. Like the the people it's that huge. Have, yeah, it's pretty incredible actually. Mm-hmm. And I've got a couple friends there now that I think are just incredible singers, you know. And I, I the staying power there. And the other thing that Marilla um, then rolls into is if you're a graduate of the Marilla program, you can be selected to be an Adler fellow and have a fellowship. Uh, with San Francisco Opera, which... That, that, I think, is one of the harsher parts of the Marilla program, is that, hey, and it doesn't apply to me because uh, directors don't go on to the Adler program, but if you're a singer... Marilla is basically this summer-long audition to get into the Adler program, the two-year young artist training ground Multi-year performance-oriented residency, residency for opera, opera's most promising young yeah. artists. It really, it really yeah. is cutthroat, and... Um, it drives the singers a little bit nuts. They're always on their best behavior. There's a lot of sort of politicking that goes on. And hey, I mean, as the director, you're kind of, uh, well, I'm just not going to say above all that, but it doesn't apply, basically. And so yeah. you can just go there and do your work. That said, as a singer, obviously, people should be, everyone I know, I always encourage them to audition. Well, and I, I think that the, the talent that they get to go there as far as young people um, is pretty immense. And I think that's cool because competition i mean that's we have a lot of competition and i think that brings out the best in people and that certainly is um what i guess you know george you said it's kind of cutthroat leading to the adler selections but that being said some i've heard some incredible incredible singers get denied you know you just never know it's so Mm. odd what they look for on the other side but the singers that go there are all very good but i guess the competition is so fierce like some of the better ones that i've heard 
you know, don't get accepted. Yeah. And what I say is like, just don't give up. I mean, it took me five years to get into Marilla. Wow. You get, you get three chances. This is why I love you though. And I, I applied the first year, didn't make it. The second year, I just totally forgot. (laughs) <laughs> to apply. I don't know why. I just like forgot. The third year applied, didn't get in. The fourth year I was living in Germany, so I I couldn't. I was dealing with other stuff. My daughter was born as well. And then the fifth year I was like, this is my last shot. And, and I got the call and, you know, it was just super grateful. That's awesome. Five years. <laughs> man, George, I'm telling you, to, to the listeners who don't know George... Oh my God, Toby! He, please, he's a mad genius. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the other place where I've spent more time than Marilla is Wolf Trap, which is in Vienna, Virginia, and uh, is run by a woman called Kim Whitman, who is sort of the goddess of the summer young artist program. So, Wolf Trap is I a huge organization. Yeah. It it has one wing of it, which is kind of like Ravinia here in Chicago, or Tanglewood, which is kind of like the summer evening arts festival, classical music, uh, pop music is going on. And then it has a whole separate part of it called The Barns, where uh, the young artists, which themselves are divided into two camps, are doing projects and pieces. And again, the talent that's going through there. Incredible. Janae Bridges is there right now doing the Rape of Lucretia. Yeah. Shout out to Janae. Good for her. She's incredible. Big old photo of her right on the website. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good job, girl. And that's, yeah, that's right. Rape of Lucretia is one of the things they're doing uh, at Wolf Trap this summer as part of something called the Lucretia Project, which is like they're using, uh, they're doing a play version of Lucretia. They're doing the opera. I think they're doing some, another medium, is it poetry or film maybe? Uh, They're also doing an opera called L'Opera Syria by Florian Gassmann, uh, which is from 1769 and is a comic send-up of traditional 18th century opera. That doesn't sound so interesting to me. <laughs> and then lastly, uh, La Boheme, of course, and that is done in the big main house uh, with the National Symphony Orchestra. And really? Yeah. And then for awesome. NSO. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, when you hear like a full orchestra, like the year I was there, they did Candide. Last year when I was there directing, they did uh, Madame Butterfly. Just when you hear that big orchestra playing that sort of music, I mean, you wet your pants. Mm. <laughs> I hate when I wet my pants. Yeah. Shows. It's the worst, right? Especially in public. Yeah. yeah. No, but that's, that's fantastic. The NSO doing Bohem. Well, let us know what uh, you guys Let's think of uh, opera festivals that you've been to. You can email us at operaboxscore at gmail.com. You can give us a call here in the studio, which is 847-866-9687 or WNUR if you got letters on your phone. Uh, we're going to step away for a quick second here, and we're going to come back with uh, Pop Quiz, which uh, this time I wrote myself. See if uh, Tobias and Giovanna can... Maybe fare a little bit better than we have previously. (laughs) Time will tell. You're listening to Opera Box Score with George Cedarquist, Oliver Camacho, Tobias Wright, and Giovanna Jacques. Pop quiz. Oh, boy. Well, you know, usually Oliver Macho Camacho does the pop quiz, and uh, I wanted to take a crack at it. I wanted to take a bite of the apple, as they say. Lord so help us. Here's the, here's the setup, you two. I, I have a feeling this is going to be a little bit easier. This should give our listeners a little bit of encouragement uh, that uh, you, listeners, might want to play on the pop quiz. Just send us an email, operaboxscore@gmail.com. 
Uh, or call the station here at WNUR. You're listening to us, 89.3 FM, Evanston, Chicago, streaming live at WNUR.org slash pop-up. Here's how the quiz works. It's called triplets. So I'm going to give uh, two opera titles, and they're going to have some sort of connection or theme, and it is up to our contestants, Giovanna and Tobias, to figure out what that theme is and then supply a third title in the series. So, um, for example, if I said Così fan tutte and Don Giovanni, and if it was Tobias's turn, you might say... Le Nozze di Figaro. And why would you say that? <laughs> because they're all written by Mozart. They're all written by Mozart. And there's another connection as well, which you pointed out in the, our pre They're all the Pont opera. Exactly. So I'd give you a point for getting the, the um, third opera in the list. And, and then getting the librettist. So I connected them. I could, more like, than... I could give you another point for that too. Yeah, uh, my son Ben. His example was okay. It's going to be um, the Death Star, Kylo Ren's mm, flying fighter, whatever it's called. So what would be the third one? Uh, Darth Vader. <laughs> it, it, this is this is the part where I confess that I've never seen Star Wars. I'm sorry. Okay. It, it would be the Imperial ship Tidarium because they're all okay, never uh, gotten that in a spacecraft years. flown by the Empire. Cool. I do want to say, Kenny Roberts, this is my shout out to you. This is this is your time to help me out, buddy. You are our loyal Facebook friend and and fan, and you you should call in and help me. Well, let's see how you do, Giovanna. We're going to start with you. I'm going to give okay. you two of the titles. All the answers Good are titles. Here we go. Atello. Romeo and Juliet, what would be the third one? A lot of radio silence here, Giovanna. <laughs> uh, wait, Otello is not Guno. Okay. So So what's the thing? No, it is Guno. Yeah, so Guno ties them. Uh, we're looking for the title of an opera. Though. Oh, 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 oh. Um, all titles. Uh, all the uh, answers are titles. Um, uh, Otello? I don't like this. Romeo and Juliet. I got one. Okay, go ahead, Toby. Take it. Macbeth. That would be, yes. I was also thinking of The Merry Wives of Windsor. So they're oh, okay. all operas about what or by? Shakespeare. Shakespeare, right. Exactly. Oh, cool. All right. Tobias, got a point. Right. So it's your turn, Tobias. Here we go. Uh, a Midsummer Night's Dream. L'Elysir d'Amore. What would be the third? Oh, that's interesting. Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm -hmm. So we have some Britain, Shakespeare, Elixir of Love. Uh, I like the way he's talking out, thinking out loud here. This is good. Uh... I don't know. That's a good one. Giovanni, Giovanna, you want to turn? Uh, no, I'm really not good at this. No, um, I like this game. I, I don't. Um, George, give me a The hint. answer would be Tristan und Isolde, because all three of them have some sort of a love potion. I was, okay. You that, know what? You know, the I connection make, in my head was the love potion. I did yeah, get the love potion. I didn't get the third. Yeah, all right. We, gotta, we can do a couple more here before we go to the break. Uh, okay. Back to Giovanna. I like this one. Um, the Turn of the Screw. Yes. Moby Dick. Yes. Uh, so Albert you got, Herring. Okay, and why do you say that? Britain. Moby Dick is not by Benjamin Britten. Moby Dick Britain. is not by Benjamin Britten. No, it's by oh, wait, the, oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, literary novels. So they're all... No, Moby Dick is a classic. So is The Turn of the Screw. The third one would... What did I say? The Rape of Lucretia? Uh, <laughs> you actually said Albert Herring. I did. I did say Albert Herring. Um, what is it when... Help me out, Toby. Oh, God, I don't know. This uh, is your question. Third my, literary... One would be okay. Well, I got the novel part right, so I get half a point. Yeah, we are going to give you a point for that. Um, the third one, I would have said Little Women, so they're all opera oh, adaptations shoot. of American novels. Oh, okay. all right. Oh, Our Town, Lu Louisa May Alcott. <laughs> Is it too late? 
no, well, that's a play, not a novel. But uh, you know what? I'll give each of you Splitting guys a Splitting hairs, George. All right. We're going to do one more here. It's going to be over to Toby, and then okay. we're going to go to break. All I'm right. Uh, this is fun. I like this quiz. The Marriage of Figaro. Uh-huh. The Barber of Seville. What would be the third opera? Think about the theme in your head, and then think about the third opera. Uh, uh, what's wait? Well, it's the same story. So, uh, I know the answer. <laughs> so, just say what it is in your head. You'll get half a point for that. I don't know. I appreciate your encouragement, though. You're welcome. Wait, oh my gosh, I'm gonna feel so stupid. I'm panicking. Tell me the answer. Yeah, it's hard. Hard to do on the spot, isn't it? Is. it? I would have said Carmen. They're all operas that take place in, in Spain. Spain. Fair. No, there's an okay. Yeah. I could go with any that. other operas that take place in Spain. Well, if that was the only connection you're looking for. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> All right. Well, you can think about it over the break right now. Let's see here. Toby's got two points. Giovanna's got one point. So we're, we're, we're pretty <laughs> close job, here. Toby. We're going to step aside for Thank one you. second. We'll be Thank right you, back Master here on Opera Box Score on WNUR 89.3 FM, Evanston, Chicago. <laughs> You're listening to Opera Box Score. Did you know things on shower curtains, a blanket, even a teddy bear could trigger your child's asthma attacks? Help prevent your child's asthma attacks and avoid the emergency room. For the latest information, call toll-free 1-866-NO-ATTACKS or visit www.noattacks.org. Attack asthma. Learn Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. As a parent, you can't help but look at your child and wonder what the future holds. You may dream about the possibility of your son or daughter becoming a professional athlete or a renowned heart surgeon. But while you're dreaming, consider this. The odds that your child will be diagnosed with autism are 1 in 150. Knowing the signs of autism and catching it early could make a world of difference to your child and to you. To learn the signs, visit AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. You've gone to protests, written letters, even considered chaining yourself to a tree. But saving the world isn't easy at all. Fortunately, saving a life is. And when you donate one pint of blood, you can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. Hey, Billy, want to go to the state fair? Yeah! Well, you can't. Well, you see, Billy, when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have done with it. But now your parents are becoming energy efficient. They could save hundreds of dollars a year and take you to the fair next year. I want to go now. I know you do. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. or you're a devoted fan, our show is for you. We tackle the week's opera headlines and body slam them into a sports radio setup. The result, 60 minutes of play-by-play analysis, exclusive interviews, and scandalous opinions, plus the heroes, villains, and stats from this crazy art form that we love and love to complain about. Join us for Opera Box Score Monday nights at 9 on WNUR. You're listening to Opera Box Score with George Cedarquist, Oliver Camacho, Tobias Wright, 
and Giovanna Jacques. Pop quiz. Oh, boy. Hey, George Cedarquist here. You're listening to Opera Box Score on WNUR 89.3 FM, Evanston, Chicago. Giovanna Jacques is in the house. Hello. And Tobias Wright. So no qui. Uh, we are in the middle of our pop quiz right now. I, I, you threw me for a loop there. I'm sorry. When you spoke in <laughs> my redneck Italian, Dutch. It was <laughs> so no queen. Uh, even dare to you. So the you game seen is glorious bastard. <laughs> the movie. I, dude, you know I don't watch movies. Okay. Moving on. Uh, the game is called Triplets. So all the answers to the quiz are opera titles. I throw out two opera titles that have some sort of throughliner connection. And our contestants, Giovanna and Tobias, they've got to think of the connection in their head and then provide a third title which fits into the uh, the setup. So here's one. And whose turn is it? It's uh, Giovanna's turn, right? No, I just had my turn before the break. It's Toby's oh, turn. Oh, for the one for Spain, you mean? Oh, it is my turn. It is your turn. You can't get out of it easy. Okay, here we go. Let me give you your first two. Um, oh, okay. Riders to the Sea, which is Great. by Vaughn Williams. Don't know that one. Uh, Peter Grimes. Great. So what would the third opera be, or a possible third opera? Uh, it sounds like it's another literary adaptation type thing. Um, it sounds like it's super depressing, too. So let's just go with Rape of Lucretia and take a... Wild guess. That would be a no. <laughs> Over to Tobias. I got you want to steal on that one. Go for me. Riders to the Sea, Peter Grimes. Oh, water. Exactly. Moby Dick. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give you a point for Moby Dick. I hadn't thought of that. I okay. was going to say uh, Flying Dutchman I, by okay. Wagner. Right? Yeah, there you go. Is that what you were going to say? Well, once you said C, I was going to say Flying Dutchman, but that doesn't count because you gave me the, I, the I, Y. I pipped you at the post. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. I gave you the, the Y. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, you're up next, buddy. Here we go. So here we go. So um, Orfeo <laughs> yes. by Monteverdi. Uh, Orfe by Philip Glass. So what would the third one be? Uh, Orfe- or- Orfeo. Orfe. So the oh theme's well, pretty obvious Orpheus here, right? Yeah, exactly. The That's the theme. So what's the third big Orpheus opera? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> what is the third big one? Uh, I'm dying to give you a hint, but that wouldn't be fair to Giovanna, so I can't. Giovanna, try and steal yeah, it, and then give me the hit, George, and I'll get it right. Orpheus? But that's not, um, I don't know. No, yeah. Okay, so, so the hint is Offenbach. Oh, yeah, that helps so much, because I listen to so much Offenbach. Jacques Offenbach. <laughs> <laughs> He's very popular this time of year. I was going to say um, Orpheus aux enfers. Orpheus in oh. Hell, which is his hilarious take on the Orpheus myth. Well, I did get the connection. Can I have a point? You can, yeah. See, I was getting confused with Faust and the damnation of Faust. Yes. And I was like, oh, there's another Orpheus, it's not the that damnation of Orpheus. Well, you know what? That would have been a really good theme, actually. You could have what? done, like, Faust. You could have done Mephistophele. Oh, so that's pretty yeah. good. All right, Toby, over to you. No, no that was my turn. Toby. Oh, jeez, I'm getting my... Chop, chop, daddy. Okay, here we go. Um, Giovanna. Yeah. Giulio Cesare, the mm-hmm. Egyptische Helena, which is by Strauss. So, what's the third one? Um, oh, I'm giving this like to you, baby. Greek mythology is the. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> wait, is wait? Okay, Cleopatra. <laughs> wait, say, George, say it again. Say it again. Okay, Giulio Cesare, the yes. uh-huh, uh-huh. Egyptische Helena. Uh huh. What's the third one? The Trojans. This is ridiculous. I know. Pass me the gin. Do we have gin in the studio? Mm, sadly, no. Uh, Toby, you're going to steal it? I got nothing, George. Uh, they're both about 
Egypt, so it's going to be... Aida! Hold on! Thank you. Excuse yeah. me, I did say Egypt. I said Greek mythology, and then I was like, well, actually, Egyptian. You didn't say Aida, though. Well, yeah. So it's true. four to two in favor of Tobias. Um, I owe you a, a drink or a cupcake or something. I got a whole bunch of I'm these I'm off here. tonight. Okay, um, <laughs> that must mean it's um, Tobias's turn, actually. I'm going to go home and listen to Aida tonight. Yeah. Here Shout out know. to the friend who gave me the record player. Um, You're the real I think champ. I think we got time for two more. Okay. All right. So, Tobias, here you go. I'm ready. Um, The Ballad of Baby Doe. Okay. Rise and Fall of the City of Mahogany. And what's the third one? That Baby Doe. Okay, wait. Mahogany. Ballad of Baby Doe. Oh, God. They're, they're, all three of them are English. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Okay. But think thematically. It, wait, like, is Douglas Moore? Did he write the other one? Who wrote Mahogany? Kurt Vile. Oh. Kurt Vile. I, I give up. Um, oh my gosh. I thought this was going to, you know, when yeah, you describe you, this, you made this it sound quiz, so much easier. I was than so it ready for is. it to be easy. Go back the to three the penny Star opera. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking that they're they're both like, they're set in the Wild West. Ballad of Baby Doe's in Colorado. Fanchula. Fanchula, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Well, you don't have okay, to give okay, me a point okay. for that. Or well, you can. Can I give you a smiley face on the Hell yeah, here? you can give me a smiley okay. face, George. Here we go. Javon, like yes, yes, I really yes. want you to get this right. right Trust Javonna. me, so do I, George. I just have no faith in my brain. Okay. Um, the operas are Dark Sisters oh, great. by Nico Mooley. Great. Never heard Swore of it. Swore Angelica. Great. By Puccini. So what would the third one be? Well, it's about sisters and, and religion. So let's say it's um let's what's the French the French uh Poulain, the Poulain, um uh <laughs> with the, the, the nuns. The nuns. Yes. Come on. Toby come put on, her out of her misery. The, 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 the I'm just gonna keep staring dialogue at Dialogue with the Carmelites. Thank you, Javada. Oh you have goodness. it. You got it. That's beautiful. Uh, hey, give me one more. No, one we'll more? go quick. All right, we, we got time for one more. A, bonus. A, Can we go head to head on this bonus? I'm one? a glutton for pain. Uh, you want to give go us an easy one? Yeah, head to head um, on this bonus. Well, start my week with some confidence boosters. Um, <laughs> that's not what I thought you were gonna say. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do I have a really easy one? Just, they were supposed just, to get harder. Just go ham. Just go ham on us, George. Um. All right. Let's see here. Uh. Hmm, what's a really easy one? Um Okay, uh it's gonna be Oedipus Rex by Stravinsky. Yeah. Ariadne of Naxos by Strauss. So what would the third one be? Symphonie des Sommes. <laughs> no. <laughs> um Actually you kinda said this earlier, Javon. Oh what did, did you I? Say, what did you say earlier? I don't know. Oh, Stravinsky? Was that what I said? No, Ariana of Auf Naxos is by Strauss. Yeah, so no, it I can't know that. Be Stravinsky. Well, Str yeah, but Oedipus Rex is Stravinsky. Mm -hmm. So chop chop. Um, I don't Third know. one. I don't know what I said. Go ahead, Toby. This is you. I got nothing. Okay. They're both Greek stories. Mythology. Of Greek Greek legends. mythology. I said yeah. it before you said it. I get a point. Exactly. So I was <laughs> thinking. I was thinking Electra by Strauss. Oh yeah, Electra's a good one. I was looking for a double. Actually, is there? An or Le Troyen? No. <laughs> Oops. Uh, no, actually, it could be. Yeah. It could be. Yeah, exactly. Um, the double would have been three operas by Strauss and three operas that are all about the Greeks. Oh. So. Well. I like uh, this quiz format. I'm sorry that I failed you. But no music, unfortunately. You technically but, actually uh, won, Toby. Did I? Were there any winners in that oh. quiz? 
Other than our listeners who like to criticize. Well, listeners, if you do have some ideas, you can always email us them. Opera box oh, we would love that. At gmail.com. Listeners, send us in a quiz. I'd love to see if someone could come up with uh, something interesting. <laughs> we are going to uh, step aside for one second and let Oliver update you guys in the Monday evening quarterback segment. Here we go. Opera class. Sports radio crass. This is Opera Box Score. Who made the grade? Here's Monday evening quarterback. The mission statement of Transgressive Theater Opera, formerly known as Chicago Theater Opera, is that music that is spoken as it is sung. Spoken text so evocative and lyrical that it sings. These are the tools for the type of storytelling that transgressive theater opera offers, as envisioned and executed by artists from multiple disciplines, the sole painters who can imagine and create the productions, and the performers who can inhabit the characters with fulsome artistic sensibilities. As the line between theater and music theater continues to blur, a new lyric theater is emerging, unhampered by labels and preconceived notions of ownership. Transgressive theater opera is excited to be part of that change. I had a chance this weekend to catch their Chekhov trio, uh, two short works by Dominic Argento, The Boar, and a few words about Chekhov, and the third work to complete this triple bill by Richard Wargo, a piece called The Seduction of a Lady. Uh, this took place in Evanston at a uh, a tiny theater, which is uh, in the subway station or in the metro station uh, on the same level as the train platform, uh, called the Piccolo Theater, uh, a theater in the round that seats about 30 people. This triple bill was directed by their artistic director, Aaron Hunt, musically directed by Sarah Jenks, who played a electronic keyboard for each piece and was joined by a cellist and violinist uh, for the third piece, the Richard Wargo piece. The three selections, my favorite was Richard Wargo's The Seduction of a Lady. Richard Wargo is not a composer I'm familiar with, but his compositional style feels somewhere between Sondheim and William Bolcom. Baritone Jonathan Wilson played the lead role of the seducer, a sort of Don Juan Cyrano de Bergerac style role, uh, a young guy with a very fascinating voice, uh, probably a tenor, but still billing himself as a baritone. Uh, this was in the sort of Barry Tenor musical theater range. And Mr. Wilson handled the very high tessitura of this role masterfully. The unqualified success of the entire evening was the portrayal of the wife by soprano Anne Sloven. The highly operatic writing for the part of the wife in this opera threatens to take the character into caricature, but Anne Sloven's delicious acting and superb technique allowed her to ground this character in reality and really accomplish the mission of transgressive theater opera. I am curious to see what will become of transgressive theater opera. I am not sure if all of their performers are up to the task but uh, I have to give them credit for trying to reach new audiences and uh, programming works that we're not going to see elsewhere, works in English, works that th their mission says are somewhere between music theater and opera. They would be a good company to take on some of this John Musto or William Bochum work that's uh, scored just for piano. 
Aaron Hunt, their artistic director and stage director, does seem to truly understand stagecraft and was able to give us three very different feeling set designs uh, with almost no budget and with great use of lights. On Saturday, I was able to attend Haymarket Opera Company's Summer Opera Program. This is their first entry into a young artist program situation, and they presented scenes from Popea, almost the entire opera. Uh, it was a two-hour show directed by Drew Minter with Jory Benicor on the harpsichord, their artistic director, Craig Trumpeter, on the gamba, and theorable player, Brandon Acker. The star of the show was soprano Erica Schuler. Erica was a young artist at Florentine Opera and then went on to sing a main stage role at Boston Early Music Festival's Monteverdi Trio last year, as well as leading roles in several productions of the Haymarket Opera. I was surprised to see her participating in this young artist program. I feel like she's already a pro but it's nice to see that somebody like her who has a lot of experience still has something to learn. And I highly advocate for Drew Minter, who is a regular stage director at Amherst Early Music Festival and teaches at Vassar. Erica shared the role of Popea with two other sopranos. Uh, we were treated to an amazing Nero in countertenor E.E. E. Ming Chua, a Chinese countertenor with a huge voice and uh, a very dashing stage presence. It is a bit unfair for me to be reviewing uh, young artist program presentations, but I will still encourage you to check them out. Uh, Ravinia Festival has its own young artist program that's dedicated to song. Uh, this weekend, Chicago Summer Opera presents Albert Herring, and perhaps in your city, you may have young artist programs like Chautauqua or Santa Fe or Wolf Trap, and often the music making can be on a very high level. And you are introduced to artists who may be on the verge of actually having a performing career. Let us listen to a little bit of Erica Schuler, uh, who I am now a big fan of. Uh, this is from a studio recording she made of a Telemann aria from the opera Orfeo, Telemann's Orfeo. Schuler is giving a recital of love songs and duets from the 17th century with lutenist Brandon Acker and baritone Ryan DeRyke uh, this Sunday, the 19th, uh, in Skokie. Uh, so check that out. You can find the listing for that and many other things happening around Chicago at vocalartschicago.com. Shameless plug. Back to you in the studio. 
Thank you, Oliver Camacho, for the Monday Evening Quarterback segment. Uh, you know, I God, when I hear that music, the uh, Popea by Monteverdi, I just... I just love that music. I would really like to see the, um, even just the scenes from um, Haymarket. We're going to step aside for one second, do a couple of public service announcements. We'll be right back for the two-minute drill. Stick around on WNUR 89.3 FM, Evanston, Chicago. You're listening to Opera Box Score. Kids who read succeed, but many children in the Chicago City Schools are reading below grade level. Bookworm Angels, a nonprofit organization, is helping kids discover that reading is fun and rewarding. It helps suburban schools and civic groups collect entertaining general interest children's books and delivers them to special lending libraries in Chicago's elementary schools. More books are always needed. To learn more, visit www.bookwormangels.org. Kids need a place to go during the afternoon, which is exactly why that's the time the Boys and Girls Club open their doors and their arms to kids all over the country every day. But there are still thousands more kids who need our help. Call 1-800-854-CLUB. Support the Boys and Girls Clubs, the positive place for kids. This message brought to you by WNUR 89.3 FM. Right now, thousands of at-risk youth around Chicago lack the caring adults they need to help them stay in school and out of trouble. Fortunately, hundreds of youth tutoring and mentoring programs around the city are working to pull these youth off the street and towards college and careers. However, these programs rely on generous supporters like you to volunteer your time and resources to make a difference. Visit www.tutormentorprogramlocator.net to find a program near you today. Hey, George Cedarquist here, host of Opera Box Score, America's talk radio show about opera. Now I hear you say an opera ain't your thing, but get this. We tackle everything about opera and body slam it into a sports radio setup. The result? 60 minutes of in-depth analysis, outrageous opinions, and good, clean fun. You might even learn something. Opera class, sports radio crass. Join us for Opera Box Score Monday nights at 9 on WNUR. This just in, the two-minute drill. Time for the fastest headlines in opera news. Everything you need to know from the past week in two minutes tops. The Santa Fe Opera will stage the premiere of The Revolution of Steve Jobs in 2017. Yes, it is an opera about Steve Jobs and Apple. A cast has already been selected, and the singers are about to begin the workshop phase to learn the music of composer Mason Bates and the libretto written by Mark Campbell. Shalimar the Clown is Salman Rushdie's eighth novel, published in 2005. It tells the story of a young man who seeks revenge after he's jilted by the love of his life, and it's now an opera adapted by composer Jack Perla and Pulitzer Prize-winning playwright Rajiv Joseph, and it's just premiered at Opera Theatre of St. Louis. German Chancellor Angela Merkel says she can't make it to the opening night of the Bayreuth Festival this year, but she'll come later in the festival, she says, and pay for her own tickets. Some say she's keen to avoid the security risk of an Islam-themed production of Parsifal. 
American composer Tobias Picker will become the new artistic director of Tulsa Opera. Picker takes over from the position formerly held by Costas Protopapas, who chose to leave Tulsa Opera at the end of its current season. Picker will work with Tulsa Opera General Director and CEO Greg Weber on overall artistic vision for the company, selection of repertoire and production teams, and casting of singers. Picker ended a five-year tenure as Artistic Director of Opera San Antonio last year. Cleveland Opera Theater has got rid of Andrea Anelli, who started the group in 2006. She says, the situation became untenable, end quote. Board President Don Chapone said the company presented Anelli with the option of a long-term transition plan, but she declined to take it. That's the two-minute drill. And we are back on WNUR 89.3 FM, Evanston, Chicago. George Cedarquist with here, with you, with <laughs> Tobias, <laughs> with Giovanna. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Tobias, what's uh, tickling your fancy about I, two minutes? I think it's interesting that we're already going to have an opera about Steve Jobs. Done already? By very... He died a very long time ago in today's time. And <laughs> when like the... in today's measure of time. He died like two years ago. I know, and that's a very long time, you know? How long do you know does it take mean? to make an opera, though? I don't know. We don't have an opera about Michael Jackson yet, do we? What? No. No. It's got, I mean, but we can have but one about But I bet you that Nicole. someone's already writing a Prince opera. Probably. Hmm. There's an Andy hey, Warhol hey. opera. They're the new artistic director for Tulsa, his yeah. name is Tobias. So we're going to be rooting. We just became huge fans. We already were fans, but now we're huge fans of Tulsa opera. Tobias okay. Picker, he's a great guy, great composer. He wrote um, Fantastic Mr. Fox, uh, the opera based on the Roald Dahl short story. Uh, I'm surprised to hear that, though. I mean, he's he had only just been... He'd been five years into the job at Opera San Antonio. He'd basically created the company. So I'm just surprised to see him moving on that quickly. And to Tulsa, of all places. I mean, like, you know, it's it's just one more town in Missouri. It's in Oklahoma. I'm glaring at you, by the way, because I think Tulsa Opera is actually a, a pretty decent little company that's going on down there. And they get great singers. So now we're fighting. Giovanna, <laughs> what's your I hot take? I think the Angela Merkel thing is, is really interesting. Um less about the fact that she can't make it to opening night and more about the Islam-themed Parsifal. I mean, where it raises a really interesting question of, of, you know, do you fearlessly make art or do you adhere to today's, today's oppression and, and maybe shush your voice? I don't know. It's a hard discussion. I say you fearlessly make art. I, I tend to agree, but at the same time, like... I understand if people don't want to be a part of something that's really politically charged and thus a dangerous. I mean, look, it's happened before in Germany. Listeners, if you go back to our archives and you listen to the show that I did when I interviewed Kirsten Harms, who is the former intendantin or general manager at the Deutsche Oper, she had to make this decision back in oh, 2006, I think it was, when she canceled this production of a Wagner opera because... Uh, it it had some scenes in it um, which were very, I'm not going to say anti-Islamic, but one of the parts of the staging, this is not in the original opera, it was mm-hmm. a Domineo by Mozart, where the head of Muhammad was in like a bag. Mm-hmm. She was like, we're not going to do that because it's a security risk. So there is, there's a history of this and there's a history of this in Germany. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I understand uh, Chancellor Merkel's decision not to 
go at least to the opening night. It looks like she's going to kind of sneak in mm-hmm. under the radar. She's going to buy her own tickets. It, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. I think there's nothing wrong with exercising caution in a situation like that. You know, uh, there's a whole lot more that we could get into there, too, that I think we should avoid. But, you know, the Steve Jobs opera thing is interesting, too. I know Mark Campbell, he's a great librettist. Of course, he did mm-hmm. libretto for Silent Night, the um, World War One. Uh, opera about the Christmas Day truce. Smart guy, great librettist. We're doing that at Atlanta Opera next year. So uh, Silent Night? Right, yeah. Oh, okay. That's good. Good for them. It's a great piece. I'd be interested to see what this is going to be like, this um, uh, revolution of Steve Jobs. Hmm. Or what it's going to sound like. I, that's what I, I was wondering, what the sound yeah. soundscape's going to be for that. Yeah, It'll yeah. be exciting to hear, though. Yeah, what do you, I mean, how, what does Apple computer music sound like? <laughs> Is that your iPhone ring? I thought somehow you were starting Mario. I think I was in the wrong key. That's my Mario noise. That was very good. Thank you. The two-minute drill is over and done with. We're going to come back in one second with Chuck's Talk. Keep it right here on WNUR. 89.3 FM, Evanston, Chicago. You're listening to Opera. Box score with George Cedarquist, Oliver Camacho, Tobias Wright, and Giovanna Jacques. Uh, we are in our Chalk Talk segment. We were talking about summer opera festivals. It's that time of year to get ready to travel and road trip and, and see good stuff. And if you really got some green, you're going to be going overseas to an international opera festival. Giovanna, set it up for us. Where, where are you going to go in the, your wildest dreams? Actually, it's not that wild of a dream. Um, I'm leaving for France next week, and it's not so hard for me to go to Aix-en-Provence. As, as I'm looking at these dates, I will most likely go to either Cozy. Or Pédéas et Mélissande, but my mom just saw Pédéas et Mélissande and will absolutely refuse to go see it again with me, so probably cozy. Anyhow, uh, that's Excellent awesome. Provence is a, yeah, is, is a festival in uh, Provence, which is in the south of France. It's inland. It's not quite on the Mediterranean. Um, really, really cool festival in that they take either older works and, and really have a fresh, modern approach to them, or they'll do some extremely contemporary things. So this season they've got Cosi by Mozart, Périas et Mélissande, which is Debussy, Il Triunfo del Tempo e del Desingano, which is Handel. I've seen that one. Cool. And I also talked about this a while ago. This is my good call a couple weeks back. Kalila Wadimna, which is um, from uh, Manaim Adwan, which is a very, very contemporary opera that's based on a fa- um, Arabic fables that have to do kind of like the fables oh, yeah. of the Fontaine, but the Arabic version. Um, Oedipus Rex and Zoroastre, which is a Rameau opera. Oedipus um, Rex. We were just talking about that. We were just quiz. talking about that. Um, this is a really, really cool program. I think yeah, it what might an insane be, season. That's Yeah, that's cool. a really cool season. It, it's definitely extremely high regarded by the French in general. Um, it's been around quite a long time, since mm. the 40s, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also have a really cool, they have two kind of apprentice programs, one called Enoa and one called Medinea, which Enoa and Medinea are both kind of these collaborative programs through France. Medinea is more of a Mediterranean one. It's kind of an, um, it, it stands for the Mediterranean, like, what, what is that called? Like when you do the letters for several words? An, an acronym. An acronym. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so that, that they <laughs> have a, a really interesting... Yeah, I, I'm scoring the show. George is ahead. Don't worry. Oh. 
<laughs> um, they have a really, really, really cool approach in how they, how they um, get young people involved in the arts. Right on the Aix en Provence festival. It certainly sounds delicious. <laughs> Tobias Wright, where are you going to go with all your well-earned coppers? <laughs> all my well-earned coppers. Um, I am taking myself and some of my closest friends, and uh, we're going to go to the Glyndebourne Festival in England. Well, fabulous. What are you going to see there? It's well, actually pronounced Glyndenborn. <laughs> <laughs> go away. <It's, laughs> please leave. <laughs> I'm Whatever. not. <laughs> oh, I could say so many things. Um, this year, a, a pretty great festival. In fact, I would love to see all of these shows. They're doing uh, Meister Singer uh, von Nuremberg. Uh, the Cunning Little Vixen by Janacek, mm-hmm. Barbara Seville, Notte di Figaro. So there we go. Uh, Benatrice and oh my, Beatrice and Benedict. Benatrice. <laughs> oh my gosh, we've had Benetrice a long day, guys. And, yeah, long it time. has been. It's and been a, a, and a Midsummer Night's Dream. Um, so I would love to see all those. You know, and they've got some great singers. Um, it's you know, for international festivals, I feel like in the United States, some of our summer we it, it's less. Um, is professionally speaking, you know, we have some really great ones, but we have more young artist geared summer programs. I yeah. feel like, no whereas question. in Europe, you look at some of the things that they have going on and these are like big time professional institutions. These are their, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that, yeah. That's a little bit of a yeah. difference. Yeah. Um, a couple of things about, uh, Glamboard and it's been going on since 1934. Uh, they're known primarily, they built their reputation for their Mozart productions, but they've really expanded mm-hmm. their rep. Um, in in recent years, uh, their orchestra is the London Philharmonic, so it's not like they're playing with a bunch of yoo-hoos. It's awesome. <laughs> You're telling me, yeah, <laughs> yoo-hoo. Um, and they do have um, they do have a young artist training program, but it's it's more of a touring company, um, and they do eight weeks in the fall of touring. But these are young artists, you know, working on uh, growing in their craft, just like we do here in the United States with some of our young programs. But they're not necessarily part of the main stage productions at the Glyndebourne Festival. In the I summer. mean, Glyndebourne really is—it's part of the sort of the summer season in England. Like you go to Wimbledon, you go to Ascot, and you you go to Glyndebourne. My mom is about and... to go to Ascot. Oh, really? Yeah, she leaves tomorrow. I hope she has a very lovely hat. Uh, she does. Prepared. She has. She told me I'm bringing four in case I depending on the mood that I have that day. That's very smart. Typical. The festival that I would love to go to is the Bayreuther Festspiele, which is the festival that uh, Richard Wagner founded in the late 19th century, uh, where he built his a theater to his specifications for his work in Bayreuth, which is north of uh, northern Bavaria. And Have you been? I have never been. But you've uh, always wanted I, to go. I really, literally have always wanted to go. Don't even talk about like directing there. Like that would be if you direct Wagner in Bayreuth, like you can basically die because there's nothing else to do in life <laughs> if you're a director. Uh, I mean, this man, this program, you can't even get a ticket to see this stuff. It's it's impossible. But the program itself is just as disgusting. What they're doing: Fliegender Holliner, Tristan, a full ring cycle, and Parsifal, and. I mean, these directors are amazing. These conductors are amazing. I got to pick out one, and that is uh, this guy, Frank Kastorf, who is directing the ring cycle. Kastorf is known for having run the uh, Volksbühne in Berlin, which is the sort of highly experimental theater in Berlin, in the former East Berlin. I mean, he's a total nut, this guy. And he is perfectly built to direct like a full ring cycle. At the same time, Katarina Wagner, who is the great granddaughter mm-hmm. of Richard Wagner, 
uh, is also involved in the festival, and man, that pisses was, me off. Well, I was going to ask, <laughs> do you have to be like akin? I know. <laughs> I just I just think that's such BS. She's doing Tristan, which was from I guess it's being revived. But from is last she not an established well. director? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, she she's taking some shortcuts because of who she is. Uh, you hey, know, if I had the last name Wagner, I would too. You milk it, huh? Well, she's got some pretty awesome headshots on this website. I can tell you that. I'll put yeah, the I'll put the gorgeous. link on our on our website, which is um operaboxscore.squarespace.com. She's like gorgeous, but she's very striking. Hold on, let me throw on my glasses. I'll put that. So no, keep your glasses off, buddy. You don't. You don't need them. Whoa! Yeah, look <laughs> at that pretty lady. Look at that fright wig. <laughs> oh also kind of scary. We're gonna. Uh, well, you guys, oh, I'm here to direct your show, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Is what she would be saying if she was from Belgium. <laughs> uh, we're gonna wrap this show up right after this. And I'm fine. <laughs> Good call, bad call on Opera Box Score. I can't believe another hour has gone so quickly. It's crazy how fast we get around to it. Uh, good call, bad call. Tobias Wright, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, I'm just going to read right off the DePaul University School of Music page on Facebook. Do it. Uh, said that they're pleased to announce that Nicole Cabell, one of the most exciting lyric sopranos to grace the world's concert halls, will join our voice faculty in the fall. Uh, Miss Cabell, the 2005 BBC Cardiff Singer of the World, has been described as a sublime singer and actor whose artistry has recently been featured at the Lyric Opera of Chicago and Royal Opera House Covent Garden. I think it's awesome, and I think she's an incredible person. She was previously at CCPA, Roosevelt, here in Chicago, um, and I think what a great addition, and, and that just further grows... Uh, the music education that is taking place in Chicago. Giovanna Jacques. Uh, first of all, Toby, you're welcome for that good call. I'm, I handed that one to you on a silver platter. Second of all, my good wow. call is that since I last saw you, friends, I have seen Beyonce and Macklemore in Bay. concert. And Beyonce Bay. was actually a life-changing performance. I, I know you guys are probably rolling your eyes, I'm some not. of you out there, but it was actually truly life-changing. It made me really reevaluate my position as an artist. And Macklemore was pretty awesome, too. My good call is that we are just living in, like, the week of sports right now. Stanley Cup Finals, NBA Finals, Copa America, Copa. European Championships. European Cup. What a great time to be a sports fan. That's it for tonight's show. Our announcer is Norm Waddell. Visit Norm on the web at voxershorts.com. That's V-O-X-E-R-S-H-O-R-T-S.com. For WNUR, our all-new programming director is Nick Anderson, and the all-new general manager is Brock Stussy. Our theme song is Vodka Inferno, written and performed by the Diablo Swing Orchestra. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter by searching for Opera Box Score. Be sure to like our Facebook page, and if you know people who would enjoy our show, help us spread the word by sharing our posts. And you can always send us an email at operaboxscore at gmail.com. On our website, operaboxscore.squarespace.com, you can stream archived episodes and learn more about our team. You can also subscribe to our podcast version of our show. It's on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And hey, don't just listen to the podcast. Be a grown-up. Leave a comment or a review. Our next podcast is yours for the taking on Monday, June 20. The creative consultant for Opera Box Score is Oliver Camacho. For Tobias Wright and Giovanna Jacques, I'm George Cedarquist, asking you to continue the conversation about opera on whatever road trip you take this summer. Street Beat is up next. You're listening to WNUR, FM Evanston, Chicago, Chicago's Sound Experiment. Hey, Giovanna, what's hey. in the opera crystal ball this week? Well, this week, I think I'm going to say that the uh, Steve Jobs opera is going to be entirely done through GarageBand. That's my crystal ball. 